Season 2, Episode 35, and we have a change up for you guys. Very exciting podcast this week. Yam House, hour and 20 minutes. It's six dudes on the shotgun table talking about the start of their band and how it all came together. It's phenomenal. But we, yeah, anyway. We got, we got Zach, we got Seth, Jake, and Lawrence, the full band. There's six of us in that shotgun style table. It's pretty awesome. It's amazing. We, uh, we unpack their story. We really go deep into the music industry and everything. And we really wanted to just get that message across right away. We it's a very to- important podcast. They have been very impactful for us, and we're going to continue to collaborate with them. So we wanted to give you that full hour 20 of Just Yam House. Yep. So typically for the new listeners and for the old listeners, you know, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the back pocket. Love to have you here. We normally do, we, we call ourselves entertainers. We're a show. So we, when we first start our podcast, typically you hear us for about 10 minutes. And then we get into our interview, and then you'll hear us again wrapping up the show. This week, because of it is a change-up podcast, you won't get much of either of that on the front or back end of us. You'll just get Yam House. We're stoked to the max about it. Since we're not giving you a personal content, we want to talk about ourselves for about 30 seconds. little update. We have shirts full live on yourbackpockets.com. That's with an S, yourbackpockets.com. Yep, and then click on the store tab, so yourbackpockets.com slash store. We got our shirts in line. Nice, white, high thread count shirts with our logo on the front they're looking fly as heck you can go and find us on they're on our website obviously instagram we're doing giveaways facebook anywhere pretty much on this podcast it's going to be in the show notes if you guys are really curious get after it i love it i love what we're doing i love yam house thank you yam house we really do appreciate the hour 20 you gave us some really cool content so intro music it's your time to shine let's get it i'm just in Well, this is Yam House. We have Zach, yep. Seth, Jake, and Lawrence What's here. Yeah, We're very excited. The first time we have six people recording into three mics. Yes. That's awesome. yeah. It's a very unique experience. Yeah, and there's just going to be a ton of energy thrown out here. Yes. If uh, <laughs> any YouTube listeners are watching right now, they're probably just stoked out of their minds because it's just six knuckleheads at a, at a shotgun-style table. Heck yeah. Ready to talk. Yeah, the boys are just ready. The yep, boys are buzzing. Slamming the sparkling waters. The boys are yeah, we're bellied up at the bar, slamming sparkling waters. <laughs> Phenomenal. Well, let's get right into it. We kind of talked a little off-air about this question, and it's a question that we ask all our guests, and you probably heard it a multitude of times on the podcast because we know you guys are avid listeners, avid marketing interns. Absolutely. We love the Back Pocket Podcast. Collectively, we'd like to hear what is your average quality? Mm. Should we say it all and use it at the same time? (laughs) Mm. One, two, two, three, four, falling forward. (laughs) (laughs) So it's falling forward. What do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. So falling forward is an idea that I'll start that uh, we, as a team, a lot of times we'll be like meeting about stuff and trying to review or like, hey, what are we planning next or what are we trying to do? And a lot of times we find ourselves saying, well, let's just keep falling forward. Mm-hmm. And it kind of came from a lot of things that organically happened, but we realized it's the principle of like, whatever happens, make it, make it work. So like, even if you planned it, even if you didn't plan it, if it goes how you planned, if it doesn't go how you planned, just like keep going. It's sort of a mentality that we have, but you guys should elaborate too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, 
we've been we, we early on we were very cooped up in terms of what we could and couldn't do with this process of like getting music out and booking shows and like all of all the things that we like as like people that invested in this project wanted to like begin to like taste mm-hmm. and figure out like all right how are we going to make this thing run and once we got like the green light we're like all right we're just going to do this thing it was like just sprinting ahead having no idea no experience and like mm-hmm. no insight of what was going to work what wasn't going to work yeah but we just like made everything work and some things like went poorly and and like there's some regrets of things that we could have done better mm-hmm. and there's some things that were like man if we didn't have like just the audacity to like keep moving it's easy to get caught up in the things that held you back but sure. at the same time like those are the experiences that we've we've learned from which have been super super helpful and I think it's like especially how fast everything moves with content and like just the, the shelf life of things like mm-hmm. just keep creating just keep moving just keep going forward whether or not it's like your best product or not yep. or like your most proud work or not like if you take a day off and just do it and like too, too zoomed in on one thing like you just gotta keep moving and early on, that basically looked like us booking as many shows as we possibly could, where that wasn't the norm for like the bands that were kind of surrounding <coughs> us and what we were seeing happen. It was kind of a norm for like bands to book shows like once every other month or yeah. once every three months. Yeah. And we kind of just got into this mindset of like, okay, we have our music ready to play, you know, we have our gear, you know, ready to go, and we kind of just started booking as much as we could. And so sometimes we were playing like two shows in the same week in the same area, sometimes three. Yeah. And just really like kind of hitting it. We get scolded. Yeah. Well, so one time, this is a negative outcome of falling forward. Um, we were going to play first Avenue, well, seventh street entry, first Avenue um, for the first time or second time. Uh, um, it was one of those, it's first or second. But we were in an opening slot and we had uh, been asked to play. So we were planning on it on a Tuesday. And then I think we had another show that Friday. Is that right? Or the next day, even? Or did we announce our album release show? Yeah, we announced yeah, the album release show. That's what it was, which is actually like four weeks out, because we wanted to make sure that one was announced. Mm. And so we announced our album, a huge show coming up for the summer, the day before we were going to play at or the day this venue. Or the day before. Yeah. The day before. Yeah. And so, oh. which is really like not a great move, marketing-wise, because then you're splitting people's attention, and they yeah. could be like, oh, I could see Yam House tomorrow, or I could see them at this really big show like a like, month or two from now. Sure. You know, so it just was like us not realizing like the impact that it would have in the moment. And our friend James Taylor, shout out James Taylor, uh, at First Avenue, who's a booking agent there, um, he kind of sent us an email and was just like, hey man, you know, not cool for announcing the show. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where- Props to him. Yeah, it was good. It was really good that he let us know. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was one of those moments where we're like, okay, we are just booking so much, we have to find room to like announce the shows and the things that we're up to. But it was almost like, a little too much or just maybe not the right strategy and so we did get a little bit of like a hey maybe you shouldn't do that next time and it turned out fine the show was great people still came and everything like that yep. but uh it was definitely a good learning moment for the falling forward thing that's a great mm-hmm. point when you talk about i mean there's a lot to unpack there but honesty there we've been in the same situation where we send someone over some like some garbage dude like just stuff that isn't checking out you know doesn't go well and that's a time for Andrew and I to really like reset and be like okay let's do this a hundred times better than what we just did it really like wakes you up a little bit yeah and another thing you touched on too was like marketing when you go into these things and you work so hard to produce an album which we can get into a little Mm -hmm. later on the logistics of that but ultimately it's not easy 
and like, but the marketing is just as crucial as the production, yeah. which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you guys are bringing that to light, which is phenomenal. So, and also like mentioning that you got to continue to take action is so important. I mean, we've gotten that message time and time again through all the people that came on our show. Whether it's like they phrase it as purposeful action, like mm. it's like just like okay, it might not be the right thing to do, yeah. but figure out why you're doing it and just move forward because you'll make a mistake and then you'll reflect on it, yeah. but then you'll move forward. Um, and that's been a sweet theme that we've gotten. So way to start off the podcast with a with a <laughs> with a right on average quality. Yeah, it's falling forward, but failing forward. Mm. Yeah. Who, who writes that? Book? Good. Oh, that's a book. Yeah, it's a book. You Ooh. have it in your. You have it Fail in your until room. you don't. Bobby Fail Bones. until you don't by Bobby Bones, but there's also Failing Forward by someone. I think. I think it's maybe you. Did yeah, you write it? You definitely. Did you write that book? Uh, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to shout out to me being a book writer. Yeah, yeah. sweet. I have a blog. I write a blog. Back pocket. Yourbackpockets.com. Uh, one blog every week for me. Ooh, so yeah, something to think about. That. One blog. Everyone knows the rules. But uh, let's touch on individually a little story that you can give me a little background or our marketing interns a little background about yourself. So we'll start with you, yeah, yeah. and we will. Zach. Zach. This is Zach. We're yes. talking. We'll go so, through the instruments of every single personally yeah, maybe a little background of how sure. you maybe met or just yourself yeah yeah uh well i played bass in the band um but i've played drums my whole life um lawrence was doing a gig one time and needed me to he didn't have a bass player i was like man i need slap it i bass. need someone to play the bass and i knew how to play guitar so I, he told me to learn it by the weekend and i did and it ended up working well and now and now he's a bass player. Now I play bass. He used to be yeah, just the guy who grabbed the bass, but now he's a bass player. Actually, Lawrence and I used to play hockey together. <coughs> yep. uh, yeah, yeah. We played uh, for Hudson, which is like right over the other side of the river. Okay. Um, and we were both we were both on the varsity team, but I was a senior and he was a sophomore. And uh, he was Go a on. punk. Go on. I did not like Lawrence. When we met, <laughs> I did not thought he was Let's go there. Let's go there right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we had like, like one time sticks out that like we were losing to a team that we should have been losing to. And like Lawrence, like the like positive guy, like stood up and was like, "Come on, everybody! Like you need to work harder." And I like got up and just like got so I got in your face pretty bad. Again, <laughs> you know I mean? But now here we are at doing a podcast. Like how many years later? Much, so much more mature. Yeah, yeah. So the relationship started off rocky, but once yeah. we started playing music together, and yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's sweet. But I so actually I was going to comment. You guys are St. Thomas guys. Yes. Yeah, I went to St. Thomas for a year and a half. That's right, you played receiver at St. Thomas, right? I did, yeah. I got recruited to play there, and then I went okay. to play at, uh, at lacrosse for a bit. And then, yeah. Okay. To research, dude. Research. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. So, you're 24 right now? I'm 26. 26. Yeah, I'm the grandpa of the band. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm the oldest one. So you, so you played with, let me see if I can get oh, Fritz yeah. Wall Vogel. I do know Fritz. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, you played he with was older than Matt, was. Matt O'Connell. Uh, quarterback? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it Dakota Tracy? Uh, no, it was it was Matt. Because okay. Dakota was like, uh, like he was like as as I was coming in. Mm-hmm. It was like I don't know if you know Brady Urban. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bachelor. Brady, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Brady is nice. He's, yeah, he's a very hot man. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I knew that career actually because my older brother played football at Thomas. Oh. So I knew like like the Brian Millars and like the Brady Urbans and those guys just because of my older brother. Sweet. Yeah. We had just had Coach Crusoe on. And he, oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he delivered some great content yeah, for us. Yeah, he's a good content yeah. dude, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Right so, Seth, we'll kick, to, we'll kick it to you now. Yes. Um, I what do you grew play? up in Hudson. I play electric guitar, lead guitar. Nice. Um, kind of picked it up in college. I was, like, super focused on school all the way Nerd. through, like, finishing out. Where did you go to school? U of M. U of M. Gotcha. University of Minnesota. I was going to be a doctor. 
I was. Still could. Bloom. Mm-hmm. You still, still could. could. That's yeah. right. That's what I said. I said, we can go for this rock and roll thing. You can go back when it fails or if it fails. When it fails. It's just like eight years. Yeah, Lawrence is the positive guy. Even after you make it, you can still become Dr. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think I'd go back if I... I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I don't know what happened, but... Don't worry about it. Hey. I'm not. I'm here right now, and I'm I'm enjoying it. Sweet. Lead um, guitarist. How'd you get into becoming the lead guitarist of the Game Ops? I. It's uh, a good question. I met Lawrence in high school. Played mm-hmm. a lot of music together. Sang choir together. Yeah, that's right. Shared a lot of. Uh, what did we share? Go on. Special moments. Writing songs together in his basement next to large elephant elephant leaves. Yeah, elephant um, ear plants. Yep. We, 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 we were like in Minneapolis, like recording like like little demo bad tracks. Demos. And like yeah, we should give, we should give you guys old really bad like demos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we can like we can actually play those bad demos Ooh, like in well, the background yeah. of yes. this like conversation. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> so good. but we just like been connected for a long time, sharing music, and nice. then it wasn't until recently when this project came out. I was on a totally different track. Like I'm gonna go like PA school or med school is like my next step, mm-hmm. graduating college. Mm-hmm. And right before I was graduating, Lawrence called me and said, "I can it's time to like do this. This is this is it. Like, if we're gonna do it, now's the time. This is mm-hmm. this is the opportunity. This is the right people, the right team, uh, the right vision. And so, I talked to my wife, and I was like, "All right, like, are we gonna do this and like yeah. not hold back? Like, this is gonna be Plan A, no Plan B for as long as we can make it happen." So, mm-hmm. okay. that was like three years ago almost. Yep, took so a blood oath. Took a blood oath. <laughs> so, tapping into this real quick, yeah. you mentioned wife. So you are a husband. Oh, yeah. Which is bananas and yeah. light years ahead of my mindset yep. and a lot of twenty-two-year-old people's mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I, honestly, it sounds like I mean, you wanted to be a doctor. You were super committed to the education <laughs> game, and I mean, it sounds like you're a, a renaissance man. It sounds like you had a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things going for it, man. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. just keep that in I'm mind, marketing working. interns. Like that's very impressive. Shout out to your wife, I met her once. Yeah, Mary's, Mary's, Mary's a part awesome. of the band. She is. She is. She's, She's so band. part of the team. She has to be. Uh-huh. And, and Lucy, our dog, too, is pretty much. Yeah, Golden Retriever. Golden Retriever. Yes. Oh. All right, so Jake. Yeah. What's your story? What's my story? Uh, so I am the drummer in the band, and I grew up in Metro Detroit. And I don't know, I'm kind of like slightly talking to the mic, but slightly talking to you Yeah, guys. don't, just, just talk to yeah, us. I love it. What do you got? So I grew up in Metro Detroit. Okay, and so you guys are sports fans, right? Yes. Yeah. He was at Malice at the Palace. Yo! Yeah. When Ron Test fought those people. Yeah. You were I there? I was there. That was my reaction too. I was like 10 years old. I was at a birthday party <laughs> like, with <laughs> friends. Hold right? on. Yeah. We're, yeah, stop <laughs> the interview, dude. Tell us, we need the, are you, okay. <laughs> Please, let's hear this. Okay. I was 10 years old. I wasn't super into sports, but the Pistons were the, was the one team I was always into. That was actually my first dream. I wanted to be a Detroit Pistons player. <laughs> and I didn't know what action close. steps I was taking. Close. <laughs> I was super close. Um, and so I loved going to the games, mostly because it was just something I did with my dad growing mm-hmm. up. And so it was, I don't know, probably 10-year-old birthday. And uh, we <laughs> this went. Is, this is your birthday? This is my birthday. And so I invited all of my too. best friends. Right, and so it's me and like all these other like ten year olds. I don't even know what grade I would have been in, and my dad and we show up and we're like watching this game and it's getting ugly. Like you know, people are just starting to like not get along, and like the worst like crowd, like people are booing, like it's just like really getting nasty. And so my dad's like, yeah, I think we should take off. Like it's it's not going well, and so we start leaving, and then 
everything erupts at that point. That's when um, I think a beer got thrown from an audience member at one of the players. Yeah, because Ron, Ron Artest, Artest, right? Artest was on the score that like the score yes. table. Yeah, yeah. And he was laying down, and that's when some dude yes. huffs the beer. I think it either hit him or got close. Yes. So he jumped onto the person who threw it and was punching. <laughs> right? How close so, are you at this point? So I'm like <laughs> so at that point we actually did start to leave. So we were like starting to leave and then we saw like okay, something is happening. So we popped back in and we were like looking down from like an upper level. level like, yeah. Yep. So we were just like looking in and like, what is even happening? And we were pretty short back then, so we didn't see like everything that was happening. We're pretty short, ten year olds. Yeah, so you're saying we? So your dad's also short? No, no, my dad's he's he's like six foot. Okay, but uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, <laughs> no, but like uh, people are being punched and beers everywhere. It was a dramatic, like traumatic experience as like someone who wanted to be a Pistons player. <laughs> That's so good. Isn't that wild, dude. That's wild. Yeah, it was. It was pretty wild. Um, what was your gut yeah. reaction in that moment when you saw? I felt uh, dirty inside. <laughs> uh, Just pull that sound clip out for me. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the whole. No, no, thing. no, 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 no. no. When you told me that, I had the same reaction of like, dude, tell me everything. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Ten years old. Yeah, and the world's I, rocked. Like this is actually happening yeah, yeah. in sports. <laughs> and I mean, I don't even think I realized what a big deal it actually was until later on when it like went down in history as yeah, like a yeah. very big sports. You know, fight. So, anyways, that happened. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. you're Jake. So, I'm Jake. You're the guitarist. Or the, the, the drums. 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 Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I started playing music. I was in fifth grade. Um, I tell this story. I think I've told this story three times in the last yeah, yeah. two days, which is so funny. But it's it's kind of a fun way that I started playing music. I was sitting at the dinner table with my family. Um, my dad had mentioned something about, um, yeah, back in high school when I played drums. And I had never heard him mention anything like that. And I was like, wait, what? You played drums growing up and he's like yeah I still have the drum set in the basement I'll pull it out after dinner and uh he pulled it out and he set it up and like played a little bit and handed me the sticks and I remember thinking man this is something that I really want to do and I didn't even know why but it just like it pulled me and I think it's because of how much music I already listened to at that point I just was drawn to it um so yeah I grew up playing music you know had a band in high school you know played in on drum line in high school did all that and then um you know, went to school downtown Minneapolis, uh, studied music, you know, when I was at school, a small school called North Central. And um, I had graduated and was playing music in the cities. And it was about, man, it was last July now. And I had met these guys briefly. And Lawrence asked me to meet up for coffee. And they were kind of in a time of transition and getting like really serious about this project. And they were like, um, yeah, we're really going for this thing. You know, we're in the process of finalizing the album, um, and we want you to be a part of it. We want you to jump in and yeah. drop everything you're doing in your life and move to Hudson. Quit and, your life. Yep. Yeah, and essentially it was what it was. It was it was actually really funny. There was a couple dynamics when when you met with me. You had three questions. You're like, first of all, at the time I was managing like a cover band that like d- does weddings. And he's like, first of all, I just want to pick your brain about like how to like play a wedding we got asked to play a wedding i'm like oh yeah sweet he's like second of all um if you want to play the wedding with us we would love that I'm like oh sure yeah i I think i'm in for that he's like third of all um if you want to just quit everything that you're doing and um leave your life you've always known that's when i pulled the knife out (laughs) 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 and uh move in with us uh you can do that and 
you know, at first it was like so. Yeah, like, there's no way. It was yeah. In my mind, I was like, there's no way. Like I already was doing so many things in music and like had my community. I was living in Bloomington, Minnesota, at the time, and um, I literally took a couple days and just thought about it. You know, talked talked through it with some friends and. For some reason, I knew it was right, and I don't even know why. I'd come, I'd come to the studio, and I heard some of the songs in process at that point, and I think that really shifted my perspective too. Where I was like, okay, for some reason, I'm drawn to this music, and I can see the potential in it. Um, and so I really did. It was actually like a week's time. I quit um, my life. I quit my life. I, I basically like moved from Bloomington over to Hudson. Isn't weird. In with these guys. It's crazy. All my friends, like, were surprisingly, like, in support. And it wasn't like I was moving, like, well, I was moving out of state, technically, but <laughs> yeah. just over the border. But, um, yeah, but everyone was so supportive early on. And, uh, yeah, it was a big transition. So that was literally, like, last August. Yeah. So we're just wow. just past kind of, like, the year and month or two month mark yeah. Sweet. of me being in this thing. Wow. So. Right so you're technically the newbie. Yeah. I, I would be considered the newbie of the Amos. Gotcha. gotcha. He's what made us EMS. Yeah. We weren't EMS until Jake, Jake came in. Right yeah. so, All right, Lawrence. Oh, hold on. Should yeah, we call you Lars or should we call you Lawrence? I'm glad you started there. It's an age-old question. Yeah, you can do truly whatever you like. Some people call him Larry. Some people call, call me Larry. That's my grandpa's name. My grandpa goes by Larry, but he's originally Lawrence, and I'm named after him. Okay. Fun fact, when I was a kid, I one time told people, I used to say to people when I was like five years old, my name is... Larry, but people call me Lawrence. Because <laughs> I, I was named after my grandpa and I knew that. <laughs> and they call him Larry. And I'm like, okay, so that's a nickname then, Lawrence, for Larry. Mm. Anyways, that's so. awesome. It's not a nickname. No, and Lars was just because, I think it's just like, a really good friend of mine named Sam, just one day was like, I want to call you Lars. I shall call you Lars. And I was just like, okay, you're calling me Lars now. And it was this weird, like, oh, I'm sure this will be a phase. And it just took off like wildfire. Stuck. It just like stuck. Because yeah. it's easier than Lawrence. It's easier to write, like, or like to give to a barista to say Lars is so much better than Lawrence because they're like, as soon as you say Lawrence, they're like, <laughs> like writing out the name. Yeah. So that means kind of a longer name. But mm-hmm. anyways, so Lars is just easier. Lars yeah. is also just such a band name. Like, yeah. It is kind of a band name. Sure. It's actually, it simplifies it because now we all have four, four letter names. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right? Wow. Hey, That's wow. good for the business. Great That's for good. business. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in a business in terms of uh, <laughs> singing and writing songs. Sure. You could be. But you could pick up on that. But yeah, I could yeah. definitely. You can yeah. see that. Dude, there's a super low entrance fee now to all that, that whole game. Yeah. You can get in now. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk offline about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 oh, but okay. Let's, let's start, man. Let's start with this, Lars. It sounds like you're the businessman. It sounds like you're the creator, the founder of this whole, this whole yam house. If, if you could only know how funny that question you just said <laughs> to these guys sitting next to me. Uh, yes, I am probably the founder, if you wanted to put it that way. I mean, I hope that as time progresses, we're all known as the founders and we all are known as the businessmen because I've put a lot of effort and intentionality into trying to make it that this is truly a four-headed monster. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like to Jake's point of like he quit his life to do this. Like he literally in a week was like, okay, we are officially doing this. Like all of it, like his whole life has turned upside down. So yes, I did have that first sort of seed to say I was like the crazy person. If this is a movement, I'm that first crazy person that's like dancing by themselves mm-hmm. in the field. And then these guys are like the initial people that come over and go, okay, we can do this. And then we're hoping it'll become a movement. But yeah, okay. I was the crazy person that's kind of decided to jump and then these are the people that are jumping with me I don't know so yeah that's true 
Yes. So then my next question would be, where did you get the inspiration to start Yam House? Like, where did you get the name? Sure. And how did well, that was in process with all of us, but I nice. can elaborate on it. Um, we actually originally called ourselves Afton, mm-hmm. and we were told we had this guy we were working with from New York who was a really, like, veteran, hardworking, true-to-the-craft, like, intense music industry vet. And he was, like, on our case from the, from the onset that that name wasn't going to work. And so he had us start a daily vlog and, like, all these things that he was, like, sort of grooming us to get more in, into, like, a marketing business mode. And then we literally spent that whole year knowing that our name would have to change, but we were working really hard on Afton, but knowing we are trying to find, like, a legally scotch-free name. And that was, like, the weirdest phase, for sure, of this whole thing, because, like, there was nothing being released or done. Mm-hmm. We were working so hard, and all of our families like, what is happening right now? What was the time frame from Afton to Yamaha? That's a good question. I don't know. It was blurry. It's, like, maybe, like, April to August of 2017. Oh my god, no idea. I want to well, say this right before you joined board. Yes. yes. So I, I technically was never part of Afton. Like we, when, I, when I jumped into it, Zero's. we rebranded to Yam House. Yes. So September 23rd oh, of last year was our official like Yam House. We announced it and went public and like created yep. our social media accounts. Yeah. But um, so Afton was literally probably a, like when, when did Jordan first, first approach you? Uh, man, it's again tough. I, that goes further back because there was a point where I was just working with this label who basically just consisted of this crazy guy enough to want to like work with me when I'm, I mean, all of us are nobodies, but, um, like I was just like, happened to be playing a gig at a band show in Hudson. This guy comes up to me after and he's like, Hey man, I got a studio and like, I want to give you my number. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Seriously. If you can meet, we still work with him. He's literally like our guy. Jordan's our our bulldog. He's like, he's our true business guy. And he (laughs) met me. And again, I remember just being like, I mean, okay, like, I don't know what this is going to amount to. I don't even know if I'm going to do it. I decided to finally be like, all right, I'll come out to your studio and like get out your space. And it's just like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's, it's it's his basement of his beautiful home. And it's the whole basement of the studio, and it's just like the equipment is top notch. It's like a national quality studio that happens in Hudson, Wisconsin. Yeah, Yeah. he literally had people from like London that, if I could remember their names, and somebody listening to this that cares about these things, if they like, they'd be like, wow, that's insane. That guy worked. He did like the acoustics in it, he like knew the Rolling Stones, that guy. Anyways, so he, this guy's like decked out, has this dream, and he wants to start a record label. He wants to like, he has a dream to like get into music. And I'm like his first guinea pig, and I'm kind of like, man, this is crazy. Like, I don't know if this is going to work. And right away, we weren't really sure what was going to happen. And then like a few weeks went by. I remember I was with Seth in the car one night because, I mean, again, this is before like we even knew we wanted to for sure do this. I mean, we've been in bands together growing up, but we didn't really know if we were going to get serious about it. But this guy calls me, and he's like, we had not talked for a while. And again, he's got that raspy mm-hmm. mobster voice. And I pick up the phone. I'm with Seth. We're sitting in the car. We were at like a gas station, yeah. like in between. We just yeah. been somewhere, yeah. And all of a sudden, Jordan just right off the top, I pick up the phone, hello, and he goes, "I got you, a producer." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, this guy is just like hounding <laughs> me down." Me out. Yeah, he's like literally like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like slowly like getting to the place. Where I again make me an offer, I get confused. But then I didn't know who the producer was, but his name is Mark Heimerman, and he said to look him up, and I was like, okay, I looked him up, and he's got like Grammys, like the dude's won two Grammys. Um, he's worked with some really big, like, late 90s acts. So he's mm-hmm. definitely, like, 
been around. He's a veteran guy, but he moved up here from Nashville like four years ago. Anyways, mm-hmm. so I meet him, and that goes really well. The first day we ever met, we actually wrote the song <laughs> West Coast together okay. and a number of other tunes that made it on the record eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sort of our, if we were the Beatles, he's like our George Martin, Mark Heinemann is. He's like our musical father and coach, and like everything we do kind of goes through him in a way, okay. musically. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah, and he grooms us. He's so he's so good. He's yeah, really standard. Talented. He's yeah, like, so intense. We're just a bunch of punks who love playing music. Yeah, but like when when we rehearse and he's in the room, like the standard. Gets yeah, brought it's, to like, it's like we're like nervous. Yeah, yeah. To rehearse <laughs> with Mark around. Mm-hmm. Does he ever smile? It sounds like guy. Oh yeah. Oh, yes, he's yes. got a heart of gold. Yeah. But when he works, yes. he's like German. His last name's Heimerman, so he's like <laughs> he's very intense type A. Like okay. we're gonna get this done. Like, well, and he's just been in the industry for so long. He's got a high standard. Yeah, he has a very high standard. He's, yeah. He sees what, like, yeah. a, a... And he's not is. afraid to share his opinion. Yeah. He's very matter-of-fact about yeah. it. And it's not in a negative way. Yeah. It's in actually a quite positive way. I mean, yeah. We've grown a lot because... It's refreshing, too. I feel like a lot, and you guys know this, too, like, being in the Midwest, it feels like there can be a lot of, like, passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. Passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. just like, yeah, tell me what you want to tell me. And so, yeah. Like, yeah. We'll finish a song and we'll say like, "Hey, that was bad work on that." Yeah, that was not. Good. But right away, it's like, dude, and then it's like, "Oh no, this yeah, is actually the like Midwesterner in us is like, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, this is weird." Like, yeah, <laughs> and I think like there's a lot of like compliance or what is the word I'm looking for? Complacency. Complacency. Appliances. Compliance is uh, yeah. There's a lot of appliances. <laughs> Kitchen appliances specifically. Yeah, I feel like in the Midwest, there's more appliances <laughs> than other regions. Shout out! Shout out to it's appliances. A really yeah. It's a real issue. Not a sponsor, but shout out to appliances. Just in general. Anyways, Mark is like our loud you can do better voice and in yeah. encouraging ways, not in negative ways mm-hmm. at all. I mean, again, we notice. I mean, if, yeah. if it wasn't for Mark, we would probably just be another basement indie man who is really happy and loves what we do, but it's not going to be a living and we'd all be still working other jobs and stuff. Yep. But because of Mark's attitude and Jordan, yes. the guy who runs that label, mm-hmm. they've pushed it to be something where we actually live on it. Today. Seriously. We're full time with her being on our team and him being on our team. That's Oprah so, and Patrick. Oh, yes. Oprah and Patrick. Oprah and Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. Our manager and yes. Oprah, who is like our marketing intern. Yeah, she, yeah. Manager? She, she's our <laughs> insert. Senior executive. Senior executive. Of <laughs> we want one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're yes. looking to get one of those. Yes. So, Oprah, we're hiring. If you know anyone. Yeah. But um, let's unpack yeah. how Yam House fits into the music industry right now. To give our marketing interns a little background of like genre you guys hit and then where you fit in, um, t- like um, qu- uh, how would you frame it? Like, not like I don't know how to phrase it. Um, where are you trying to get at? Like you're saying the kind of music they are. So genre of yeah. music. Okay. And then, and then level. That was the one. Level. Levels. So like where you feel like you guys are at right now in the industry. In the industry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're huge, big band in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super, super uh, no, I would say. Genre-wise, for a long time, I don't think we knew how to describe it, and I think that's okay to kind of let other people start kind of relating your music to like where yeah. it fits in the industry. Yeah. And honestly, the best term that I've heard described is like synth pop rock, because that's that kind of captures like what yeah. we do. You know, we're influenced by so many different genres. Zach is a huge hip hop lover and rap lover. I think we all appreciate folk music a lot. Um, we love country. That's probably <laughs> actually we do love Casey Musgraves yes, do you know Casey Musgraves uh, yeah I care about Casey Musgraves dude, <laughs> dude. Like, I, I care, care about, about her dude, dude. I love that shake my head we really <laughs> we do love Casey Musgraves the best um, man win <laughs> but then we we have tons of inspiration you know from Coldplay from U2 
Yeah. Um, Anybody who hears this and says they're not inspired by Coldplay, you're wrong. So, <laughs> what was the what was the uh, you can admit it or you can lie about uh, it in the nominee? And like as we pulled up, they had like a little uh, a little oh, this signage. Was good. This was good. One of our first. And games. it said like uh, come oh, see Yampas tonight. And what was the genre? Indie funk. No. Uh, yeah. Was it indie, it was funk? indie funk? It was like indie yeah, funk indie, music. Indie like, funk. What? We'll take it. To be honest though, hear me out on this a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. like indie. The term indie is is not a genre. It's, not real. it's like a no. lame excuse for yeah. just kind of whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can listen yeah. to an indie song and yeah. you you would like default to uh, like almost movies. EDM, and then sure, then you go like indie rock, and you're like, yeah, whoa. Like, yeah, it's like how did that word sneak in there? That's yeah. like being like it is interesting because technically like, we are an indie band because yeah. we're independent well you know we're technically with sure. Hover mm-hmm. you know? we're not with like a major yeah we're not with yeah. a major record that was the thing too is like especially in this area um, I think if like you go off because like overall we'll be like oh we play pop music yep. and I think that word is like so dirty in like this area mm-hmm. it's like, yes like, this is the, the scene up here is very indie it's very kind of like money underground yeah, so we'll be like, hey, we're a pop band, and a lot of people right away, roll regardless of hearing if they hear music or not, will roll their eyes and be like, mm-hmm. another pop, pop band. Yeah. 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 But it's like, yeah, we kind of got over that pretty quick. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll play, I feel like we play popular music. Like all that's, bets are off. Yeah. I feel like the phenomenon that was pop music came, conquered, and now it's just slowly like fading into whatever the new yeah, Wild yeah, West sure. of music is going to be. Mm-hmm. Which I saw some stuff in there that excited me. You guys had sent us some more questions yeah. about. Well, we had talked about that before. And one thing that was super nuts um, was the this mutual music culture now. Like yeah, right. I, I listen to, t- I study a lot of music. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I've watched the Eagles documentary on Netflix a handful of times. Love and was, and I, I love Nirvana. I love the grunge yeah. era. I grew up with a lot of music. Put it that way. And yeah. you know, the back in the day, it was album sales. Drive your marketing towards album mm-hmm. sales. Then. Use your concerts to promote your album sales. Mm. If you go platinum in album sales, boom, you're good. You're making money. Everyone's happy. Album sales have been totally shut down. It's Spotify, Apple Music, these monthly services. And now you're kind of in this situation that I've noticed and what you guys are kind of doing, which is you've got to just be showman and you've got to perform. Yeah. And if you don't perform, you're losing. Yeah. So we're like, do you, I mean, I would love for you guys to just expand on that. We're a traveling clothing company. That and, and entertainment. And yeah. That shows up to places and, and performs music. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Well, I've never say, wait, hold on. That. Say that again. We're, yeah. Let me see if I can. Okay. There's a lot of truth. To Sneak this. in entertainment right before clothing. Okay. We're a traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Let the man speak. We're a traveling clothing company that entertains people at shows with music. That'd be right. Yes. Because wow. like we, yeah, the days are gone of. You, it's actually our mission statement. Make, unless you're Drake, <laughs> you don't make money off your music. Yeah. So like you play shows and you sell merch. So like those are the ways that people mm-hmm. make money. Like mm-hmm. the middle pack makes money these yeah. days because mm-hmm. unless you're Drake, Drake's gonna get a huge chunk from Spotify. But like, yeah, and there there are tools. other methods of licensing that are like mm-hmm. this is big gray abyss area of like who you know, who, who you know, what you get placed. Yeah, it's like a very political arena that we ha- we are not in right now currently. But mm-hmm. that is something that like I think yeah. artists do. But that comes back to like when you're talking about falling forward, like. Things are changing so fast in the music industry and within the podcast industry and in whatever we're doing right now with social media and yeah. technology that like if you wait for someone to tell you what to do, like you're going to be behind already. So yeah. all you can do is just try and fail and go forward. Yep. So like 
Come that kind of came out of necessity for us, where it's like, oh, we're just waiting for the, the magic thing to come along, we'll sign a contract, and then we'll be big and famous. But it was like, no, we just have to try and fail and learn and then try again. Yeah. And that's the whole first thing we talked about is like how you need to go in the music industry right now, at least what we're seeing. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. That's, that is the weirdest thing about where the music industry has shifted over the years. And we're still learning. You know, we are learning so much every day just by observing what's happening. And um, yeah, Zach, you said it. It's like, yeah, performances and um, merch are the two ways that you can make money and make a living in music. Selling your music isn't really a thing that we're trying to do as a band. You know, we kind of made that decision early on. We're not trying to make profit off our music there's some that comes in and that's helpful you know and like Zach said too like Drake or Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran Sheeran, you know they're going to make money off of music but in the grand scheme of things like you said it used to be the main source of income Mm -hmm. and now it's shifted so much where the music that you put out is still your main product but you're not trying to sell it you're trying to give it away for free and Mm -hmm. have as many people hear about it as possible through streaming through Spotify through Apple Music Um, but the real way that you survive as a business and as an artist is you sell your merch and you sell tickets. And I think one thing, you know, having Andrew and I have seen you each once, I've seen you twice now. Don't you guys nice. blew me away and we're going to see you a third time. No way. Uh, That's cool, man. man. Yeah. yeah. This Saturday, shout out to Sarah Schuler. This event already happened, but she's thrown on this awesome yeah. event. That's Yo, so awesome. It was super fun. Yes. Yeah. You guys crushed <laughs> that event. Like, that was the best concert. <laughs> Ever been to? I love that. I love that. Yeah, your guys' cover of the Macarena, like (laughs) the things you guys are doing, trying to change the game. Right. And and what's funny is, is like I actually kind of want to expand on that a little bit, and it's being showman. I think Lawrence, you told me this, or Lars, you told me this one time of like, you guys are practicing being showman and really mm-hmm. trying to understand your audience, understand your crowd at that moment in time, but also studying it in the behind doors and understanding what people actually want to hear, what they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what a lot of older people, older bands have where, you know, you guys are in this great era of having to be showman. So you will, the successful people mm-hmm. are showmen, whereas the previous era was built off of it's it's nostalgia mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. People go to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers because of the Red Hot Chili Peppers or Leonard Skinner or like you know the sure. list goes on. Sure. Right, Billy Joel. you guys yeah. have such an authentic advantage over them because you can put on a show. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. That's yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, well, tell us that again next time we're like tired and lazy in a new town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, do we really have to put a show on tonight? Like I'm gonna remember this. So, oh, you should. I should talk. Like talk about that a little bit though. Like you guys put on so many shows. Like that's exhausting. Sure. Like what? Like how do you guys do it? I think what's tough is, and we actually had a moment pretty recently in Madison where, like, I think, man, I'm actually I'm so like so I'm such a critic and not a fan of the whole like live authentic Instagram lifestyle. Like, vibe out there of, like, people... It's almost like... It's almost this weird new bubble of non-authenticity, which is live authentic. And here's this picture of me in front of a giant, beautiful Grand Canyon, like, vignette or something. I don't know. So I'm not trying to be that guy. That's that's my preface to what I'm about to say. But, like, it is really hard to not... To be an entertainer and have a bad day. You know? To be, like, positive... Like, we just want to spread positivity, you are me, treat others, you know, 
higher than you would treat yourself, which is an exhausting challenge. It's impossible, really. Mm -hmm. But we want to be reminded about all those things. But then come game time of the show, to just, like, smile and, like, jump around. Like, some days that can be really exhausting when you're, like, just not in the right headspace. So we haven't had anything crazy, but I think the closest thing of, like, like having to kind of overcome some of those obstacles was we were in Madison... And it was a new town, and we spent the whole previous day in Madison, like, promoting the show. We were running around, meeting new people, like, just doing the guerrilla warfare game of, like, getting rejected, like, handing out flyers, like, just mobbing the streets, Mm -hmm. which I actually love. Like, I love that challenge, but it's super, like, emotionally and just, like, personally exhausting to be out all day and then sleep and then get up and then do another show that night. So there was, I mean, and we've got, we've had some history now where we've had some wins and some losses, you know, with certain opportunities or whatever. And not to go too long, but on stage, I literally, we just have this point where we talk. Typically, I try to say something that's like, sort of just poignant to that night or that moment and why I'm excited about it. Or maybe I know, you know, a couple personal things about who's here and why I like that. And I'm not, I've heard people critique that. Like, don't be grateful from the stage. Like, that's not that cool. Somebody said that to me once. And I was like, okay, like, screw you, first of all. No, but like, I... So that is like a moment in time where we intentionally put time in for me to just kind of talk. And I, I do want to work on not rambling or just like being like, what is this guy even saying right now? But that night, for some reason, I just was like, like sort of bumming out. And we were all kind of in this weird like mindset. And just like recognized it and was super honest about like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't been like, I've been afraid to talk to you all night. I've been afraid to like reach out to you guys because for the first times we've actually received a little bit of like, rejection from this this booking agency it they are awesome people but they mentioned like you talk too much on stage they said it to our us our team and that like for some reason just like shook my confidence mm-hmm. but then i i realized it was changing who how i was and it was bothering me so then all of a sudden i just like laid it out on stage and was just like guys here's the situation like, here's, <laughs> you this happening in my head yeah. <laughs> i like you guys all paid to give me a counseling session tonight. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Well, there's and a thing. It was good. There's totally a thing of being transparent with your sure. audience that people totally vibe with. Sure. And yeah. they just they immediately start to relate with you, and then they can pick up who you truly are. Yeah. And when you're open like that, I, I totally feel. And yeah. we recognized it when you were talking to us at the um, uh, the show the over cedar. by Aug- the Cedar. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. You guys were wrapping up a, a long tour that you guys just had, and this was the final quote-unquote one, mm-hmm. and you were just laying it out, and we were like, this is so cool. You guys are going all out for us, whether you were or not. It doesn't sure, matter. It sure. felt like you were. That oh, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah. And you guys were being transparent. And <laughs> yeah. I totally... I, that's something that we try to consistently um, remember and try to be sure. open with our audience in that way, because sure. people will connect. Well, I saw that on your Instagram, you guys were talking about how you started with your shirts off in this podcast, and then yeah. you're like, we're right back to where we started, and like, that was a cool, I was like yeah. reading some of your posts, like, yeah. I see that, and you guys are right for sure, too. I <laughs> love cool. that. Hey, also, uh, we, as a podcast, would like to thank you as a band for giving us a shout-out at the Cedar. Absolutely. Oh, uh, you should have seen us. We were little kids. Let's detail this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear this. So at the concert, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, if I get any of this wrong, but it was like kind of younger people in the front. Mm-hmm. It was Andrew and I in the middle. And like our age. Like our age people. Like people graduating college in their 20s, yeah. mid-30s. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And then older people. Were older back. people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Love that. So <laughs> we were in this like really weird, you know, kind of rush up with the little kids and get crazy and then 
you know, I get pushed back and now you're in the parents' lap. And, <laughs> That's good. And we, when you guys gave us that shout out, dude, Andrew and I were just like beers up. <laughs> little girls, dude. It was hilarious. I don't know if anyone got it on film, but. I don't think so. Giselle uh, was dying, though. She was laughing at us because of how we, rea- we reacted. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's awesome. super cool. And I don't know if you remember, but we, when we came up for the pictures, I was so still just like on cloud nine. Yeah. <laughs> just bowing. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys, guys, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one knows who the Back Pocket Podcast is. In this audience, probably right now. However, we know that's us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's awesome! It's that's cool. super cool. That's what it's all about. Mm. And oh, so, one thing I guess, brutally transitioning to one thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, so absolutely. The first time I met you guys, I actually introduced myself individually. I think to every single one, starting with Seth, ending with Prizac. But Lars and I were talking about how there the this we hadn't talked about like bad boy culture and like. Clearly, looking at the four of you, like very much bad boys, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, for there's sure. there, thanks for confirming that. Yeah, no, very. It's confirmed here. You're individually yeah, bad men. Yes, yeah. we are bad boys. Bad boys. <laughs> but anyways, you guys. I mean, there there is this always like this era of teen angst. There's always going to be teenagers that are listening to music that are trying to get out like some sort of message or you know feelings. Mm-hmm. And right now. I think it's kind of in this really hard rap industry, yeah, like Travis is. Scott and sure. Kid Cudi kind of, but you know, those kind of artists are really capturing that teen angst. Yes. But I think hmm. like, do you guys want to, is this where you guys want to kind of capture? Do you want to capture that teen angst? We're in the midst of, of trying to just determine that ourselves. I think okay. We're making more music as we speak. We have a lot of songs. We have a studio like that studio I was telling you about at our disposal. And so we've worked really hard to keep the writing moving and continuing. And I think that's tough because sometimes you want to be transparent. You want to be honest that your life's not always just great and love songs can only get you so far. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to talk about other things. But yeah, I'd say we're trying to figure that out right now. That's mm-hmm. what I'd say. Yeah. I think, I mean, part of the, part of the whole, like, committing to, like, a year of daily vlogging and going through that, like, crazy process of sacrificing all the time and energy of creating content and the music and, you know, looking around, like, the industry of who else is creating content and, you know, mm-hmm. who's, who's YouTube pages are getting blown up and, you know, sure. what new artists are getting discovered and who are they, what are they about, what's their message mm-hmm. and it is, it is a crazy time because there's, yeah. everyone can create something and just put mm-hmm. it out there and there's so much there is like like the, you want to follow something and be someone that you can't be on social media or on YouTube or you want to listen to music that your parents wouldn't want you to. You know, like the, the natural yeah. like teenager. It's like that, tough for that us because we're really pro mom and we love moms everywhere. <laughs> but it's, it used to be shout out, like, shout out to moms. Shout, shout out to moms. Shout out to my mom yeah, yeah. every day. Every day they are a sponsor. Moms, all <laughs> yeah. do not confuse that. <laughs> Which uh, ties right into kitchen appliances, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry I interrupted you. Um, no, I just like I. There's a lot of garbage out there. Is I guess what, what I'm trying to say. Sure. Yeah. And we want to be something that like creates. We want to be a group that is like collectively being like. Yeah. All right. How do we like compete with that? Because there's there's entertainment value to that stuff that like. Yeah. Because we decided like all right we're not going to be yeah like a certain way on in front of the camera you mm-hmm. know like. There's we, we lose out on some of the sexy marketing things that yeah. other people have at their fingertips. Absolutely, but there's something a little jacked up to to me about like intentionally trying to position your art in a way that you would go, man. I hope a depressed teen really loves this. You know, like I hope, I hope that a depressed teen loves our music. I hope that everybody loves our music. 
but I don't want to ever start to like capitalize on the vulnerable or confused state somebody happens to be in or like the painful state they happen to be in. Like I'm not trying to, if something happens that resonates really well with teen angst, I would hope that it's an accident on our end. Like I would hope that it's not like we went into the studio and we're like, man, this yeah, one goes out to all stuff. those yeah. really yeah. Yep. dark kids. You know, yeah. it's like, no, they're not dark kids. They're just kids. And like, I don't really know their life. You know, I know that there is a general consensus that when you're young, you're trying to figure yourself out and that's exhausting. Middle school sucks. We can all agree forever. Like I don't think that'll ever change. Mm-hmm. But like, you're homeschooled. Unless you're homeschooled, that's true. Tell, go on, Seth. <laughs> Seth, it seems like you get something off your chest. I think the biggest thing that we're trying to do is just write songs that are honest. Yeah, honest. Honest to where we're honest. at. Honest to what we're trying to yeah. do. What we're figuring out. Yeah, if yeah. there's something that like emotionally is resonating with teenagers, yeah. then so be it. But I mean, that's what I love about Lawrence, actually, in the way he songwrites. He doesn't write a song that's not true to himself. You know, I've never heard him even write a lyric that was not like a real feeling that he was feeling or a real thing that he was thinking about. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're all aiming towards is like, how can we write songs that are real for us um, that other people are going to resonate yeah. with? And that's actually something I heard. Um, I can't remember what songwriter I was listening to on another podcast uh, talk about. It's like, I think the, some of the best songs out there are the songs that you're listening to and they're not like introducing a new concept to you, but they're literally singing something that you're like, I've been there. I've felt that before, yeah. you know? And if you can do that, like write about something that resonates with people, yeah. I think that's what we're trying to do, yeah. but we're just figuring it out too. We don't know. Cause if it's real for you, it's real for somebody else too. Yep. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Every time you can take that to the bank. Like, yeah. I want to find something that resonates with somebody because it's real and I could waste all my time trying to like manufacture that or I could just like here's what's real for me and then find who my people are yeah. who are going to find us and find our music yep. and be into it and I, I mean if you so happen to touch into teen angst and like something that may be in a negative connotation to start sure. I feel like the mantra that you guys started off this podcast with with falling forward there yeah. might be something like in the first 30 seconds to the first few lines that says like okay this is something that could resonate but then you kick it into drive, and it's like, this is how we responded, and this is how we took it. Mm, sure. Look at us now. Sure, sure. Like, granted, you have those feelings. Everyone does. We're, I'm going to be real with you right now. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is what's happening. Yeah. But then yeah. we took that, and we embraced those feelings. And we weren't pushing That's them to cool, the side right? like you could be sure. and just get worse and fall into more sure. of this hole, and then you take it to that next level. Sure. And like That's the cool. people he's mentioned and Travis Scott, they're taking it and just digging sure. the hole. Like, sure. just continuing Driving to jump home. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever bring everyone into that hole or make it as wide as we can. Sure. And never uplifting you. I don't know exactly if that's how he goes about, but that's how you're, if you're at that concert, mm-hmm. Travis Scott concert, it is just mayhem. Like, no positive vibes. It's just utter yeah. mayhem. I've never been. I, we should go. We actually, uh, Zach and I want to go to Denzel Curry at first half. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to go. If you guys want to come with us, you should totally go. Because I've I, yeah, I yeah. never been to, especially not currently, like a big hip hop artist. Like what that culture is. I know Denzel's super real, super yeah, honest, brutal, intense, yeah. and I I, I love that it. camp as far as like the music I listen to of like, like I, I want authenticity and realness, like more than I want anything else. So if mm-hmm. like you're feeling like crap, like tell me I want to hear that. And so like yeah. I, I hear that a lot in hip hop, which is why I like listening to hip hop. Yeah, and like yeah, th- there's yeah, there's positive people. It does need to come yeah. back though in rock and roll. Like hip hop has taken the throne, which is fine. Like I love that. How cool is that? You know, there's something that was originally brought forth by a people group that were completely suppressed in our country are now the kings of this industry. Like, that's dope. And I was talking to, like, I get, like, somebody on Twitter was bashing us, like, 
end all boy bands 2K18, like was a tweet that somebody said to us, which like, first of all, let's unpack that. Like, okay, we're a boy band now. All right, we'll be a boy band. Like, I, I think the thing that's going to bring out the most teen angst vibes in me is just the whole annoying human tendency to want to label everything and have a box for it. Here's where it fits. I think that's the problem. I heard Giselle talk about that on your podcast yes. a little bit, and I resonated mm-hmm. with that. But I don't want to be mad about it. I want to embrace it. Like, sure, if you want to call me a boy, man, if that fits better into your subconscious, like, if that makes you understand us better so you can, like, classify us psychologically for you, do it. Like, go ahead. If we're a hard rock band, if we're a synth pop band, if we're just a bunch of pretty boys, if we can't play, whatever it is, like, bring it on. But that's, I think, the thing that gets the closest to, like, teen angst for me. We have a song right now we're working on called How Do You Want It? And it's just, like, one big, like, our attempt at, like, a, okay, do you see how ridiculous this is? They're, like... I mean, if this is art, then don't tell me what to do. If it's art, don't tell me what to do. If it's business, let's talk. If it's, you know, how can we work better together? How can we communicate better? Then let's talk. And that's why, like, we all write a little bit. And, like, if you bring this song, like, that's your song. Like, let's figure it out. Like, if I was a producer, if a producer out there, like, you shouldn't try to make an artist who they are. You should, you should develop that artist into being able to beautifully and craftily tell who they are and don't change that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That so, really resonates with me. That I didn't really even think of that. You guys are artists. Like the, the uh, term artists mm-hmm. is that canvas is like, this is what you guys put out there. Yeah. And you have the ability to create whatever you want. I mean, granted, we're, we quote unquote are entertainers and kind of have that same vibe, but it's not as creative maybe with that connotation of the word artist. Would you agree, Dad? Depends how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, like, you can look at these guys as entertainers too. You yep. show up to their mm-hmm. concert and their flashing lights. But they, could you consider us artists? Yeah, because there's yes. a there's a format to our podcast. We have to produce content. We have to yes. design T-shirts. Like and you that, steer it too, and we steer everything. And yeah. Yeah. that's when you get like Seth. You put it perfectly. Like, yeah, we're a band, but look at all the things that we also have to do to make money. Yes, we're forced right now to learn how to make money. Yes, which is exactly like the base of entrepreneurship. Yes, not only are you guys musicians, not only are you guys artists, but you're also entrepreneurs. Yeah. And it's nuts to even think about that. And that's something that when Andrew and I started in, a, in our sunroom at our college house, there's no way in hell we thought that we were going to be artists and that this was going to be a production and something that sure. we created. Sure. Yeah. Because you're making crazy. your own. In a way, podcast too, it reminds me of like, it's like, it's almost like artistic journalism where it's like yeah. you guys are journalists because really your job is to care a lot about other people's stories yep. and then pull those out. But in that, in doing so, and with the way the world is today, everybody almost in a way has to be an artist because self-expression is at an all-time high because now you have your own platform at yes. all times that you can brand and make it look how you want and that's going to make somebody feel that a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that was like not even a thing before. Like to even have your music recorded was one, at one time like a huge deal. Like you have recorded music and now we literally like everybody has everything at their hands. Like, it's literally up to you to go grab it. And so I would call you guys, like, artsy, artistic journalists, yeah. in a way. And nice. conversationalists, because you guys create yes. the platform to be able to share artists, yes. you know, yep. people to share. And so you're... And that's why that. I wanted to meet with you guys. Like, I was telling these guys before, I was like, the reason, the main reason I actually want to meet with you guys is because I actually feel like a kindred spirit there of, like, we're both younger dudes. We're all younger dudes, just, like, kind of starting our careers, wanting to make a dent, wanting to go out and be kind of pioneers. And that's not easy. Like, pioneers got to stick together, even if they don't have the same, like, style or whatever. But, like, not that we don't have the same style, but like, there's other artists who maybe, like, we don't have a similar style to. But, like, we need to stick together because we're all going somewhere mm-hmm. and we're taking the risk and being brave. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
we gotta work our tails off and like I love that kind of that part of like Gary V stuff like I love all that stuff because it's just true and that's why he's resonated so big is because he realized mm-hmm. okay everybody can do it now mm-hmm. and so let's let's do it mm-hmm. how about this too and gone are the days of you know building this facade of who you act, who you are, yeah. or who you want to be, right? Yeah, you are who you are. Yep. Promote that, show that, be yep. transparent, yep. and that's going to resonate, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you try and put on this facade, the internet's going to find a way to expose you. Totally. The internet and social yeah. media will always find a way to expose so you, true. put you in a box, do yep. something to degrade you, and then and then at the end of the day, it's going to come full circle, and then mm-hmm. you're going to realize, oh, I just faked my life for sure. the last two years. Yeah. Now I got to find myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that's why I, point. as much as we take social media seriously and we are, everything we put on social media, we can get behind and we're proud of. We're not like, oh man, that's not who we are. But like, I also have to remind myself because I'm typically, so we all have different things we do. We meet every week and we all go through like as if we were a corporation and we literally mm-hmm. go through our projects and we're like, where are we at? And we help each other and we all have like lead things that we do. And one of the things I'm, I do a lot of and end up controlling a ton of, but we're, we're working on actually changing that because overall he's going to help us a ton too, but Social media is a big thing in what I do. And I'm realizing, like, if, I, if you take social media and the internet too seriously and you treat it as too real, it actually starts to get really exhausting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's important to, like, daily remind like, okay, the internet's not real. It's, it is real, but it's like, this is real too. You know, and in fact, it's more real. And the internet is just like a mirror of that, in a sense. And you can fake it down here and then put it there, but that won't last very long. There's a time limit on that. So, like, yeah, the internet and social media are not the, like, end game, they're just a vessel. To get this out, they're a platform of your product. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can't fake your product. Mm-hmm. You can, but it won't. It's it won't really, last very long. It's almost like nicer than like I feel like I don't have to because I know that if I faked who we were, that it would get like snuffed out. So then it's almost like less pressure on me. It's like oh, we just yeah. get to be who we are because then if that's really a good product, it sure. will speak for itself. You don't have to like fake who we are. You're a great product, Zach. Dude, thank you so much. Specifically, also shout out Giselle who just walked in the room. Yeah, bring us all together. Another another guest we've had on because Giselle is just (laughs) just spreading her arms and bringing us all together. I love it. She's mama bear. But how cool is it that you guys get to create what Yam House is? Like you, what people think about and what they connotate that name with. You guys get to create. That's one of the coolest things that we found through Back Pocket. Like we get to say when you hear the word Back Pocket and you're in the Twin Cities, we want you guys to think of us and you want to think of that gratitude, humility, transparency. Um, love that. And it's just something it. that we we got from Gary Vee, but we were trying to bring it on our own way. Yeah. Try, trying to spin it in our own version. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah. It's super it's, cool. And you guys get the same thing. That ball's in your platform. It's a huge privilege. Mm-hmm. What's funny is, like, you guys are like, yeah, we're a band, but we're also, like, trying to promote this message. And then sometimes when I'm really unpacking what we do, I'm like, man, long term, like, I kind of want to be like a band. <laughs> like, yeah. not that we you are, <laughs> but like that's kind of how we have to operate mm-hmm. nowadays. And like, it's cool. We're a unit, and but we're uh, one thing that we talked about in one of our previous podcasts was, you know, a lot of podcasters, most podcasters, were, got big elsewhere, and then came onto the pod onto the podcast platform to tell their story and monetize and you know really promote something authentic. Yeah. Whereas Andrew and I. We picked up podcasting, and we we're like, "Hey, let's let's start recording." We built our brand on podcasting, mm-hmm. so when Andrew and I are out doing something else 
10 years from now, it's going to be like, oh, those guys are big over here in like VR world or something, sure. but they got big in podcasting. Yeah. Sure. It's funny. cool. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's a it's weird really thing cool. because you, I mean, you guys got to think about that too. Like yeah. Yam House is going to, something's going to be different in 10 years. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like For 10 sure. years ago, we didn't have Venmo and all that crap. Snapchat. <laughs> God, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. It's insane. It's crazy. But man. This has been great. Um, let's transition. So yeah, so we transition, <laughs> transition to no, our uh, to our the back end of our show. Cool. And we start off with a game. Game. Game alert. Game alert. Yeah. Game alert. So uh, yeah. I'm gonna get competitive. Yeah. Get no, no need to get competitive. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Just Jack this is coming off for a set. Yeah. Okay. Here we have a. Uh, oh, sick. Yep. Shirts coming off. Are we, are we recording this? Mm-hmm. Perfect. I've never had a sparkling. Are these? Hey, oh wait, is, is that it? part of the game? Okay, no, okay. It is very hot, but we survived. I'm sorry. Dude, for the listeners out there, Seth is wearing like his velvet shirt. <laughs> a velvet shirt. It only, so only you can see it and touch it. <laughs> it does feel very. Harsh. But the inside's actually very harsh on my skin. Seth's hair oh, is actually velvet too. It's weird. It's Dude, a genetic. You should, thing. you should flip it inside out. Yeah. Put the velvet on the inside. Honestly, it's all about me. Okay. I've okay. <laughs> seen a little bit of a trend, a and bit. so I'm seeing Zach and Jake. A uh, little bit of a similar haircut, you know, little five cut on the fine side tight. with uh, yeah, yeah. fine tight, looking, looking number, good. You know, and then we got that's a half. It's yeah, a, that's a, that's a half. might be a half. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Clean me up on the sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll the Actually, last time I, like, I got my haircut, I like the that length on your face. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So the last time I got my haircut, she uh, she switched my hair the other way. Oh, it used Not to flop this way, and now it flops the other way. Changed my life. Yep. Change the way I see the world. Little little things. Things. That's cool. I've been thinking about that. Wait, so I've been pushing this way the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That you can tell that this way is receded even more. So it's like, do I push it? Push oh, it. Wow. They actually messed with Zach's vision for like two weeks. Yeah, and yeah. Stumbling, stumbling around. Yeah. Yeah. Your balance. Yeah. Really like Wait, what's the pattern you're noticing? I want to hear well, your thoughts. Yeah. Jake and Zach, very similar haircuts. Lars, and Seth, dirtbag. <laughs> Dude, you guys it's are like just looking wonky, bro. It's not. Where we keep looking at each other like. Are you gonna quit? Am I gonna quit? Yeah, like, yeah. Don't people. do it! Don't yeah, quit! It's getting out of hand. Multiple, multiple people have told me, like, dude, you gotta convince Lawrence to cut his hair. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I he's his that. own person. Do I you guys can't. understand? Do you guys too. understand how. Think about how crazy this is. So I just, I just kind of unpacked this by listening to The Fighter and the Kid. Shout out to The Fighter and the Kid. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but, but people, yeah, influencers yeah. of us. Ryan, Unbelievably great people. Um, you know, you might think they're an MMA show, but they're not. No, they're, they're just a couple guys having a good. Good time. But anyways, Theo Vaughn's on it, the Ooh. Rat King. And he, dude, his he grew his hair out just because he didn't care. And now it's like a brand of his. Cool. Like people will send him videos of other bad haircuts that look like him and then ask him if that's him. Doesn't and he like then hold it. Yeah, yeah, so he's got he the most gender-neutral haircut yeah. of all time. <laughs> and it's unbelievable. But it's a brand is my sure, point. Sure, sure. Like you guys, that like that's a brand. Seth, yeah. your hair and how greasy it might look or not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Theoretically, it might be greasy. It <laughs> was like the most polite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so polite. Seth, right. you're so greasy. It was just pure. No, but I, I love it. But like, you're, like, if anybody tried to brush your hair, like, all well, bets are off. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. going to break the comb. But like, you need to promote that. You need to promote your unbrushable hair. Sure. And then like, 
the grease that you know Seth or Seth put out here. Yeah. Think about how yeah. like that's content. That's actual content that people are like, dude. I have greasy hair. I should get like my name's it. Gary Grease. I got greasy hair. <laughs> Gary Grease. I, love that. I like that. Yeah. Actually, we did a vlog. Uh, we were like planning some photo shoots like a year ago. Lawrence has great hair. Like Lawrence has curly. Wow, it's, thanks. It's, thanks for that information. Lawrence has great hair, and he goes to Nashville and completely shaves his head. Yeah, it's like my Britney year. I had a Britney year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, it's great hair. Buzzes hair. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. We had to postpone the photo shoot. Yeah, we had for a like deal. a couple. People months. were angry, like within our team. Yeah, yeah. Well, Zach happened. was angry for I was sure. Pissed, yeah, yeah. Like, like great hair. very angry. Yeah, yeah. You don't have the luxury of just getting a haircut if you're in a band. Wow. Without calling other people, Jake today. I snuck off and got a haircut. Uh, yeah, we, didn't didn't really tell anyone. Wasn't part of the plan. Right? Yeah, 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 we were. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty upset. I told Zach, but oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the whole like it looks <laughs> good. That was all facade. I'm actually. I like leaving it. I think there's a magic in leaving it and then watching the world change around you as you grow your hair out, which includes people going, "Your hair looks ridiculous," and you just go, "The fact that I didn't do anything to my scalp." And that literally turned into a world where now you are saying your hair looks crazy. Like, that's, that's power to me. Like, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah. crazy in itself. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about it. You know, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's content, dude. It's content, dude. Like, you guys could have a weekly hair vlog where you talk about your hair, bro. Gary Grease, dude. I'm putting zero predictions on this. But, like, I really am going to grow up for a while. I don't know what it's going to look like. But there are some days I literally think about, like, well, what would it look like? And again, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. But what would it look like? Imagine if I had hair just like super long. That's when it just gets like weird. Did you touch your knees? Did yeah, you I touch my knees. You just touch your knees. Down to like, here. Hair super long. Down to here. Down That's to like knees, dude. That's like wizard. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So our game, game alert. Our game, game, game. game. Let's do it. All right, so we have created lookalike. This is a game of lookalikes. So we're going to go Great. down the line and give you, if you agree, I think you will, you will agree on all fronts. But I not, only, not only do I agree, but I probably already know mine, just because of my life. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm excited for that. I'm excited. All right. Let's start with what? Let's go with Zach first. <laughs> Zach, I believe you look like Johnny Bananas. Are you familiar no, with I'm, the challenge? I have no idea. I don't know. All right, so this one hit for sure because yeah. Giselle's over here laughing she super laughed, quiet. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you're like a less I'm muscular version and sure. less like drama-ridden Spring, Johnny, Johnny Bananas. Bananas. Okay. So he's made his name on MTV The Challenge. It's a 33-season show. The fact that you haven't heard it is wow. Well, I mean, I've heard of the challenge. Maybe I just don't know Johnny Bananas. He's the face of the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you are Johnny Bananas. It's a good thing. Cool. You've won six challenges. And uh, you've made a lot of money just being on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, okay, so we'll come back to you and get your reaction. Sure, sure, sure. And that's when we'll smoothly transition oh, okay. to you, Seth. So, Seth, you are a poor man's Jon Snow. Oh. Is that from uh, Hunger Games? No, it's uh, uh, yeah. Game of oh, Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> he goes, no, yeah. <laughs> he's, got that, sure, man, he's got that white spiky hair that, like, no, 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 the eyebrows John, that are, like, no, dude, gelled up. Dude. What are you talking about? Do you, you want to be Jon Snow? Dude, Jon Snow has like long, like hair like you. He's like right. a, yeah, badass. Like, he's a good-looking oh, dude. Right. Take that and spread. Zach, that's I, a great. I, I like Kit, Kit Harrington, if you want to look. Kit that's Harrington. his actor's yep. name. Yep. So yeah. I've that's a good thing. I need someone now to look that up for Seth. Yeah, yeah. I have no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, no. So, someone will figure it out. Right. We got a lot of we got a lot of bodies. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Okay. So now, Jake. Jake. We we struggle with this. Yeah. We had to really dive deep. And we think you look like Matthew Della Dadova. Ooh, I don't know who Delhi. You know who that is? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he plays for the Bucks. You're the point guard for the du- for the Ooh, Bucks. I'm in. 
It's my dream. You played in the in the in the finals and you won a finals. Yeah, yeah. With so LeBron. With like LeBron. The Pistons almost. Yeah. 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 Just like, Your inner basketball career has been fulfilled. <laughs> he's he's drama though. That guy he he stirs it up. Yeah, yeah, really. He's well. gritty, he's very gritty. Very gritty. And right. okay, so now you look that up. Johnny, what is it? Um, no, you're Matthew, Matthew Delavadova. <laughs> He's an Johnny Australian basketball player. Yeah. Greg Gary. <laughs> so we have two for you, Lars. Wow. Yes. Come on. Uh, Declan, would you like to start? Yeah, let's I unpack really this. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I'll be right. So this one. <laughs> this is my favorite one, I think, but you're a little less Jewish version of Little Dicky. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know, so know, you don't know who Lil Dicky is? Well, I mean, like, I'm trying to think. <laughs> You're the less Jewish version of Lil, J- yeah. Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky was the one, he was, he's a white rapper, he was in those Trojan Is it, is it, oh. Oh, sure. Okay, he did that song, dude. He did yeah, that song. No. You're a little less, I think a little less bit. Jewish version of Lil Dicky. I don't have the facial hair, though, I can't bring this, so therefore a little less Jewish, because yes. they do the beards. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the other one is, uh, can you help me pronounce it? It's, uh. Mar- Marziano Fellini. Mar- Mariano Fellini. He's Fellini. the he's the, uh, the midfielder. Center yeah, center center midfielder for Manchester, Manchester United. United. Plays on <laughs> Belgium. What's his he's name? A Belgium I mean, he, team. How do you type? This I have it written on my phone right there. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mar. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay, Johnny so Bananas is pretty good. So let's go back. So let's. Yeah, Zach, yeah, let's do you think you look like Johnny Bananas? I can see that. Oh, 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 Johnny! Is there anything on his body? No, it's just notorious over his. Dingle. Yo, he's also got a lot of tattoos. Zach, you have one. one. You have a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, one right here. That's me at a show. Dude, thanks. This is me at a show. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it's you. You guys are you guys are honing in on the hair. Yes. And you're you're nailing that. This is like a preface with your hair. Holding the banana. Yeah, yeah, no. So that is you. Okay, it's real. His ass looks like Is that him? I think the facial hair is the facial hair is lasting very well trimmed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Seth. Uh, this is what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Yo, that's Which not... That's that, that would be Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. And that's Hunger Games. That's that's Hunger Games. Games. He searched Snow Hunger Games. And that's I'm like, yeah. that's the Actually, only that's guy. That's the only Snow guy. Oh. Um, but I, I, I did look up the actual guy. John so Snow. good. And he's... I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Sweet. Uh, his hair is a little bit curly. I have, I have super straight hair. So wait, let's go back to Zach real quick. Grade yeah. us on a uh, one to ten. Where do you think our accuracy lies? Yeah, I think like uh, like a like a eight five. Eight five. Oh, Sweet. Nice. I don't, appreciate I, that. I'm, I'm nervous about his. Uh, he, is he is he a douche? Yes. Yeah. What's he on about? That's cool though. We don't right? know. Like, oh we, no, it's not cool. Oh yeah, it's, it's cool. kind of no, no, cool no, to no, be cool. at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah so I mean, ass, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. So, quick shout out to douche. Sure. Douches are like. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to unpack that because. Because um, they're good and bad, yeah, you know. Yeah, they provide a service, but they're also it's like not. they're the kind of people that create problems and then solve the problems that they created, and then I which think is a total awesome douche move. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and you create an entire it. reality show from it, and then run it for thirty-three seasons, and wow. it gets sponsored by our like, Very smart. He, he got it. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got it going on yeah. financially. So shout out Johnny Bananas. Yes. Um, <laughs> so did you find end up finding John Snow? I did. Yeah, he, it's he, he looks sad often. I mean, he's a sad. He's he's a sad guy. I never, he's frowning in all the pictures, man. but I like the fact that he wears like big, big furry things around his shoulders. Seth has done that. It uh, goes hand in hand with the, the shirt you're wearing. It's got fur to it. Yeah, it's true. It's just baby fur. I, I still have not seen anything but a frown. No, it looks good. I'm gonna say it's a solid because of the hair. His hair's got a nice curl to it. I'm gonna say it's a seven and a half out of ten. Okay. But the facial the facial hair is on point, and I I probably don't smile that much. 
So yeah, maybe, maybe like I got that's that. A sad man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's a bummer. For sure. He's okay. a um, so how about this, though? If someone were to talk about you, like Seth, guitarist, mm. Yam House, and they said, the first thing they said out of their mouth was, oh, he looks kind of sad. Like, how would you feel about that? I wouldn't be happy about that. You'd be sad. That'd make you sad, which would be a self Because you said that about John's It's true now. You look sad. Well, you're right. I feel like I have gotten a lot of comments that I don't like. I'm not super expressive. Like, I'm very just like, middle of the road. Like, all right, do my job. Don't mess with me. Hey, yo, you express through shredding the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me so I like, I'm always smiling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've gotten comments. That's true. Don't see me smiling. The other day we were we were in St. Cloud last night and we were playing on their <laughs> TV show and we're like in this quiet room we're playing it's like it's very like stiff studio environment so it's not like lively rock and roll or you have to kind of like get into it on your like own a little bit you really and I, I look over at one point and he's got the most intense joyous like, like it was like a it was like almost it was either like the best friend of my life running to me in a field mm. or like an evil witch brewing uh yeah, yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like it was like so aggressive and it almost like threw me off the side i was like i need to go back to the mic like, yeah. that's scary well, give us a rating. How do, you, how do you think we did with we Kid Harrington? Seven and a half. Seven, 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 and you know that famous thing where he's like, uh, you gotta keep get, you gotta keep coming, you get the punches coming, yeah, you gotta yeah. keep going up. He's the one he's telling it to. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Milo, Milo, Milo world just got I can't remember his name. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Jake. All right, you're a ball full of knowledge, man. Oh, yeah. All right, Jake. You know a lot. That's <laughs> cool. Matthew Della Vidova. Correct. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's here's a picture that I found. Uh, yep. Awesome. <laughs> He got the sweet, sweet. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. He does look very. Kind of, he's smiling in a lot of photos. Even this one. He's Australian, I think. He yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Is he? And well, he's the greatest I am basketball too. player. Yeah, we've really seen a little Australian. I mean, yeah, yeah a little Australian. Close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. Okay, I see some of the similar. I see some similarities. The thing that throws me off is he's blonde hair, blue eyes. Sure. Ooh. Jake, be honest right now. Like, you know, this is an honest, safe place. Yeah, you can give us a real rating. I'll give you a real rating. I, I think... Uh, Jake, it's okay if you say something that's not always positive. <laughs> I know, you're critical. Jake in the best spot. Yeah. Jake is the most positive yeah. Yeah. We like critical really feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. Speak your mind. I love this. I will give you... Uh, I'll give you a three. Whoa! Whoa. Oh, Jake! Jake. Oh, a little harsh, guys. Not even like a 3-2? Jake. I was, I like was kicking it out the podcast. That was the meanest thing Jake's ever done in this entire <laughs> I am oh. so shocked. And the I reason we why, could say anything, we'd get a 10 from you. What's that? I thought we could say anything and we'd get a 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. And that's, you guys are really pushing your boundaries. Yeah. Okay, so... Well, I think this is this is my reasoning. First of all, blonde hair, blue eyes. He's smiling. That's... What accounts for the three? Yep. Um, but he's he looks pretty. He sporty. has a mouth, so three. <laughs> I, I do see a nose, and yeah, no. yeah, he looks eyes. pretty sporty. And I'm probably the least sporty yeah. out of. Yeah, but this we, we did our research, and we we knew that as a ten year old, you really wanted to be a professional basketball player. <laughs> so we reached I in like our back this. pocket, yeah, and we yeah. pulled out Matthew Delavidova. I, like I like this. Yeah, this yeah. is you guys dug deep. You yeah. guys did the, yeah. deep. Yeah, deep into that pocket right now. He's also a point guard. 
Which, man, I would probably be Jake, a forward. Jake's a point. You'd be a forward. I'd probably be a forward in basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. You but but you're, you're a forward in intramural basketball because you're the gritty guy who gets the rebounds, that boxes the dudes out that sure, no one sure. else wants to do, which, again, That's him. is Matthew, Matthew Delvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went off more of a personality and the grit that he okay. has that relates with you. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? All right, we're going to have to take a break. I have to watch a, um, a game. sports Del- recap <laughs> of game. Matthew uh, Delvin right now. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll, I'll have to do some research. We're making you feel way worse than you yeah, should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it. This is what we're doing as okay. podcasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Just wanted to let you like know. That. It's now good, Lars. Yeah, Lars, let's, let's get this you going. Got I'm going to give you guys... Um, combined total. Combined total. I'm going to go back to the other guy. What was his name? Marano? Yeah, Fellini. Do you want to hear the one Lawrence hears all the time? Yes. Lawrence gets told... Yeah, weekly that he is, he looks like Gabe. From I need to. Un- I, I'm gonna unveil yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. My, the first thing I was gonna yep. give you was that I think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I this guy was the closer one. I'll give this guy the Manchester United guy. I'll give this guy a f- five. That's great. Okay, okay, so the Manchester I'll give him a five. Fellaini. Fellaini. The I I mean. The hair is the almost hair. equal to the yours. The hair is almost equal. <laughs> yeah, there was one point where I literally thought, oh, is that, is that literally me at a Game House concert? I thought at one point. Well, see, that's the other thing is Andrew's only known you as a Yam House This, concert. like, that literally looks like a recent photo that was taken of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does. For sure. So that's, 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 I'll give you that one. Okay. Five, five and a half strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other one I can't even remember. I'm Little a, Dicky. Little yeah, Dicky. Little Dicky. A less Jewish I'm gonna go down that one more to like a four, uh-huh. three and a half. Yeah, yeah. That was a reach. I see this Dude, yeah. He has a, that song. Uh, he's talking about aliens. Yes. Yeah. But I oh thank you because I actually now I want to look Absolute up. I don't know anything about Lil Dicky, and now I'm gonna get into him. So thank you. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> yeah. The Gabe, the Gabe thing is unbelievable. You guys have to see this. No, yeah, you look like <laughs> Gabe, but like you're not Gabe anymore. No, but also the best thing is that. All right, I'll receive Marianne for me. Marianne, sure. But here's the thing, like. You you used to be Gabe because sure. you had short hair and you have the yeah. face, man. Like, like, you are Gabe as yeah. the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Do you want another that? one that Lawrence is, is talking? Yeah. Talk what people all the time say? Logan Paul. Dude, you look like Logan Paul. Logan yeah. <laughs> Paul. Which is actually like, which is the person. best. I lose my mind every time that happens. I think it's so. Please like and subscribe. Okay. All right, well, that was our game. Was I actually appreciate you, That's good. I appreciate you separating my identity from Gabe because that was an exhausting life. Yeah. And I received this new identity. Fiolini. Next time we, next time good. we hang, yeah. we're going to have one for you guys. Sorry, we're going to brainstorm what yes. we're going to do for you. You do have a Jason Mraz. Yeah, I was Jason Mraz. But you don't have Jason Mraz facial vibes going on. Okay. Oh, it doesn't. But if you put your face, with what you got on that hat, it could be Jason Or combined Jason Mraz. Yes. Like that in the moment. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really got to be our sales pitch as a podcast. So we're a podcast where he has this Jason Mraz hat on, and I look like Jason Mraz. So together, <laughs> we make the back pocket is Jason, Jason Mraz. You should change your name. Yeah. You're Jason, you're Mraz. Let's hear it. Yeah. Let's hear it. Jason Mraz. Oh, what do you got? A little song? <laughs> 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 There's a little Jason Mraz for you. Yeah. I like that. Great, great. Okay, so trapping the puck and finishing... As as we always do, we have two final questions. One, they're both collectively. Yes. Yeah, so the last one is, do you guys have any questions for us? Where do you want to be in ten years, and why? Yeah, I got some too. Yeah. Okay. Well, get Zach, we'll get to your question. <laughs> we have to answer your yeah, yeah. question. Yeah, good for us, like one person answer your question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, ten years. I write. So this is like goes back kind of the Grant Cardone ten X thing. 
um, where do you want to be in 10 years type thing. Oh, sure. And that's where I really unpacked it. So, oh, man, this is tough for me because I'm just in such a wild spot. But I, I want to be, be kind of at the face of, of podcasting. Like I want to have a prominent podcast people know us about. But I also want to have other things that like kind of when I went back to like, um, oh, these guys made a big in podcasting. I want to be in something else where they know me doing something else, but know me originally as the knucklehead podcast. A diverse portfolio. Mm-hmm. Correct. You want to have. What Correct. were some of those things that you feel like you could tap into? Uh, next things I could tap into, I want to get into comedy. I want to start doing stand up. You yes, dirty dog. Dude. Dude. I feel that vibe. I was waiting for him to say that. That's cool. Once you say it out loud, you can't take it back. Yeah. I also want to. I want to, I, so I was an engineer, and I still want to have a part of that in my life. Mm. And I don't think I could – I don't have the capacity right now to start an engineering company because then that would mean I can't do the podcast, you know? Sure. So I, I want to be back into, like, renewable energy or something around the next thing coming up, yeah, yeah. which is, like, the growth of solar panels, wind, all that crap. So I want to yeah. be in that area, and I want to be – but I want to have my structure and my brand and everything that the podcast has done incorporated into all of it dude that's so cool hmm. I think our generation is afraid to like really make big claims of like I want to be at the face of podcasting like I, I don't mm-hmm. hear a lot of people like say that yeah. just like speaking it out yeah. like we said the same thing for a band like we want to be big fan of the world yeah. and like we would say that to people and they kind of that's kind of but like dude I love that I love yeah. I'm super on board that's we so actually cool. we also want to be the face of podcasting yeah. so we got a competition going on I mean yeah there's can't more, be a monopoly. The best yeah, no, we can't be. Yeah, I, I want to be a... Yeah, you not the, shared it. I love maybe it. Maybe not the face of podcasting, but a face in podcasting. Sure. Because it's so wide. But Andrew, we were talking about uh, Fighter and the Kid. Yeah. The, the Brandon dude, yeah. like the stand-up, he's like starting a coffee company. He does the podcast. Like he's got his hand in so many That's spots. That's cool. It's so cool. Yeah. You have he's to do UFC that now. Fighter. Yeah, he was a UFC fighter. Yeah. I think he played football college. He's an NFL player. He's a UFC fighter. Anyways, Andrew, what do you got yeah, for us? Ten years. I thought I was going to bounce it. Oh, you want to bounce? Question. Okay, okay. Next question. Next question. What you got? I felt some energy from this side of the Oh, oh. A question for you guys. Yes. Shoot, what was I going to ask? I had a really good one. Seth, um, I felt some energy from you. Have you used do you guys video? share a room together? We do not. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys went to St. Thomas. <laughs> yes. You guys started at St. Thomas. Like, you guys were like a freshman at St. Thomas. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. What hall did you live in? Ireland. I was Brady. I was in Brady too. Brady what? Brady 129. Okay, I was in Brady 6. Okay. So we had some nicer rooms up there. Yeah, we had the nice stuff. Have you ever used a bidet? We actually have a bidet on every toilet in our room. No! No way. Yeah! So you guys need to come over. I was just saying, check this out. We actually don't have toilet paper. We just oh, have shut up. Just straight up. You don't? Yeah. Shut yeah. up. It's just waste. That's how about renewable energy? It's a waste of time. Dude, we need to give a bidet tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So how much do they cost? I'm curious. They came with the house. Yeah. They oh, came. Shut uh-huh. up. Are they uh-huh. heated? No way. I'm gonna look yeah. at the bidet right now. Yeah, they're heated. They have it. They have some extreme power. Wow. They, so we I'm show so them jealous. every single person that walks into our, our house, we show them every room. When we get to the bathroom, our bathroom, because we feel most obligated to do it in our bathroom. We show them the bathroom, and then, hey, we have a bidet. Would you like to see it? Yeah. And without them even answering, we immediately turn it on, and it just hits the window. From the <laughs> yeah. it, just, it just hits the window. And we're like, yep, that's the bidet. And turn around and walk out and just look at their reaction. Oh, I love it's, that. It's, all, it's that. It's that's cool. crazy. That is that's amazing, man. That's yeah, so, so cool. I did some math, and Charmin Soft right now is running for 16 rolls, 12 bucks. Two of those a month. 
when you're looking at a house with five dudes taking a lot of poops, yep. that's $32. Wow. We, as a house, are saving $32 a month by using only bidets. I so like I just want to shout out bidets. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shout out bidets. I want to say Wow, this. I'm really going to burn it up. That's amazing. I don't, get, I don't get worked up about much. But when we start talking about bidets, I'm like passionate about it. Dude, I want a bidet. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not as passionate as... So Zach will actually... Do you want... Do you feel... Can yeah, you sure. share this? You, okay, so if you don't have a bidet, you can use those like moist, flushable towelettes. Let's yeah. not use the word moist, but... Yep. It's, it's, yeah. I, I, I don't even know about guests. Yeah, moist. It's not moist. thing. But it's kind of like a... It's like a manual bidet, kind of. Well, it's like a manual bidet. That would be like you're talking about, you're talking like about going down to the ground with yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a ladle of water. I've used a manual bidet in India. That's only, my only experience, and it was an awful experience. Oh no! Because I was in India, and there was literally a hose, and it was like it was hands on bidet. Yo, we played at a. Sh- at a and house. so I, I've been afraid. I've been like, no, no way, I'm not going after that. When we were in India together, did we? Did I have to wet my hands? It was my first time. Okay, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, it was. Track the pot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trap, yeah. trap it in. Yeah. No, we, we used the bidet at a house in Cedarburg, the same place we got in our beef with hippocampus. Yeah, yeah. And the guy had worked at Kohler. He was like instrumental in like designing the bidet. So like, it's you could play music. Can you can you like you play music? It like lit up. It had like little things. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there. It's a new market, I think. I mean, it's not a new market. That's going to be the face. But I, <laughs> dude, I want to do the face. I mean, think about like pooping yeah. can be in a game experience now. Like it yeah. can be like a it very, can be content. It can be content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's that's as old as time. If you yeah. don't laugh at poop and fart, there's something going wrong. No, yeah. exactly. The fact that I said fart, like singular fart. One fart. Everyone knows the rules. One fart. This, this conversation diverts. <laughs> so, here we go. Hey. So great questions so far. If you have any others. Yeah. Are you guys Vikings fans? No, Broncos and Steelers. Wow. Yeah. He's so from you're, you're, you're a little bit I'm fragile right now. I'm in a <laughs> shitstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a question. If you could have one person or group of people on this podcast Ooh. in the next yeah, year. That's kidding. It's a great group. Yeah. Who, 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 who would you like to have? Okay. Like, who would be like, man, if we did this yep. in a year, it's guaranteed this is like, we're, we're freaking doing it. Yeah. Um, first one for me would be Les Miles. Ooh, I want to uh, talk. I want to talk to Les Miles. He doesn't coach anymore. He's an analyst. He, I don't know what he does. Dr Pepper commercials. That's what I know. What Les does right now. But uh, interesting. He's old. He's dude. He. I want to tap into the Mad Hatter. If anyone doesn't know, he's the, he's the old LSU football coach. Was just a, a was nut. Wasn't it like a scandal? No, he didn't have a scandal. Okay, okay. good. Anyway, <laughs> who, who do you want to get on, Andrew? I want to get Joe Rogan on our show. Um, he's the epitome of why I got started into this. Mm-hmm. His intellectual curiosity is through the roof, and I feel like I'm. Huh. He's funny. Yeah, he's cool. really. Funny. I would also say, off of Joe Rogan, pardon my take. I would love to sit down with Big Cat and PFT and unpack their whole story of starting their podcast. Because sure. it's, I mean, we really followed it, so we know it. But like, it Big really. Cat's a Wisconsin guy, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. cool. That's yeah. sweet. Any other Same. questions? Let's try to puck on that. Yeah. Okay. And then one final question. One final question. We'll go down the line. Yeah. What did you learn today from the time that you woke up to when we're having this conversation right now? What the heck? We'll start with you, Lars. Yeah, I like that. Whoa. Okay. Um, I was thinking about how today, can it be learning things about yourself? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of knew this before, but today it really, like, like I feel like it, it took another level of awareness in my own life. I can drink a lot of fluid. Mm. Like, no problem. Yeah, you t- you're down like about I, tea, two waters, and it's not and even, sparkling water. And it is because I, I did think of it because I looked at this. Mm. But more so, it was just like, I was drinking because I'm getting kind of, like, throaty right now. Sick weirdness going on. And I literally, like, 
I can snap my finger and pound like three big glasses of water back to back to back. Has anybody seen me do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's like insane. Yeah, like, and I, I like am just to the point now where I like have like, and before it was just like second nature. I didn't even think about it, and now I'm like, man, like that's a cool thing about myself that I learned today. <laughs> Very narcissistic. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of myself. I think I'm awesome. That's cool. So. <laughs> No, so that's, that's awesome. Like, you literally drank a gallon of water over this hour and a half. I know. And I do have to pee. And I peed before we came up. Very sorry. It's it's right on. On. Okay. That's actually, it's funny you asked because I think I was processing something that I was thinking about in the car ride over here. And you guys asking me actually made me, like, realize I came to a conclusion. <laughs> Just kind of sweet. So, we had a couple meetings today starting this morning. And then I had another one this afternoon. And I think I just had this thought. I was like, I think so much of our time every day um, is just not spent the way we want it to, the way we want to spend it because we don't schedule it the way that we want to schedule it. And I just, I just had this thought. I was like, whoa, that's interesting. Like there's a lot of action steps specifically related to like Yamhouse stuff that I've been wanting to take for weeks. And it's amazing that it doesn't happen until you actually make time for it. And I was like, whoa, that's, it, it was simple, but it, at the same time like stuck out Found to me. Yeah, it was profound. <laughs> Where I'm just like, oh, wow. The things that I want to get done can actually happen if you create margin or actually like write it down. It's not going to get done even if you put it on a list sometimes because so much of your time is occupied throughout the day. But if you actually want to see action steps get taken on a vision for something you want to see happen, like actually schedule the time to, to do it as well. It was just interesting. Simple, but whatever. I love that, dude. All in a day's work for you. <laughs> yeah. Moving right to left. Um, Josh, what do you got for us? Today was a good day, actually. I we've been working on. It's just a very, very micro example of something that I think I've learned to appreciate more today than I have in the past. Is um, I do a lot of the booking of the band, and so I'm always like cold calling, getting rejected constantly, and like reaching out to people and getting accepted and getting accepted. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sometimes nice. it works. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what the ratio is, but it's, it's not great. It doesn't it's matter. Not a passing count. Hey, count your nose and then use it as an, an example. Mm-hmm. Use it as leverage to what you're doing mm. but um I, I was talking to there's a brewery in Madison called Capital Brewery and we're gonna we're like trying to find some place to go like between Columbus and here to work some tour out regardless um Cindy at Capital Brewery was like super into Yam House and like the music like the actual music itself was like yeah. super exciting to her to where it didn't matter like it, it was the easiest gig I've ever booked because there was like there was pure interest and pure like enjoyment, pure of, like, something that uh, that was just like real and like it wasn't what did like work it was like oh like we share this common thing that like draws us to wow. this thing together and like I I'm, I don't know like detail I have no idea how it's gonna go like it could mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. a complete nightmare for gig but like the fact that there was a conversation that was like we're moving forward together because of a shared interest as opposed to like my interest and your like just letting us do this thing or like just like at yeah. the cost of you. And that was like, man, I want to work more like that. Um, to where we're working with people and we're building teams that there's shared interest to yeah. what's getting accomplished. Mm-hmm. And that, like, people are stoked important. to be a part of mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Think about this. Andrew and I caught on this like a week ago. And you're literally saying the same thing. And it's, so when, you're, when you try, want to get some, something from someone, you have to provide them with unique opportunity. You have to provide them with value, but you also have to sell yourself and have them believe in you first. Yep. Like say, okay, like a, an example would be investors. You want money from this person, but you also 
like you don't want you don't want to just go to them and ask them for money. You want them to believe in you first, mm-hmm. and then the money will come. Mm-hmm. You want to go yeah. for, go to them with advice. Show them that you're a personal person. Show them all these different things. Show them the intangibles, and then they'll see what they're investing in. They don't. They they, they probably have a general idea of what you stand for and what you guys want to do. Yeah, they're a band. Yeah, they're a podcast. They're doing this. Surface level looks really cool, but do I believe in Seth? Do I believe in the back pocket? Do I believe in these people? Mm-hmm. That's what really matters. So well, sell yourself first, and then you'll get you'll book mm-hmm. everything, man. Dude, everything without fail. Without fail. Yeah, so sell yourself right now. That's yes. Yeah. Well, what do you got, Zach? Yeah, I want to dumb it down a little bit. Please, right on. Uh, Finally, I hurt my neck last week. And so I've been putting Icy Hot on my neck, mm-hmm. and I got some on my fingers today, and, and then touched my oh. tongue. Oh. Yeah, so don't do I that. Today you that don't, do that. don't put Icy Hot in your mouth. What was the cure? No, there's, there is no cure. Time. What did it feel like? Time heals all. Well, and it, it, it was also, so it was, it was a roll-on thing, and it had lidocaine in it, which is like, it, no, no, no. it like numbs your nerves. No, so no, no, like, no, no, it wasn't very much, or else it would have like really freaked up my mouth. That's why you need But yeah, I was editing the vlog today, actually, and all of a sudden I was like, Something tastes like weird in my mouth, and all of a sudden I was like, "Oh yeah, for sure!" Like touched no, stuff your own mouth. It tasted like, really bad, and it felt oh. weird. So the thing I learned today is to not put icy hot tea Dude. in your mouth. Mm. That's a good warning for yeah, people yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah. So shout out to Icy Hot. Shout out to Icy yeah. Hot. Even though great like, brand, a lot of good recovery things coming out. A lot of, of good things but, going on. Yeah, but shout out to Hazards. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you gotta pay attention. Shout out to Hazards. It did say on the thing, "Don't put in your mouth." So that was yeah. Okay. Well, hey. That's a wrap. That's a freaking Thank rap. you guys so much. Yes. We appreciate all Thank time. you. We love you guys. Boom. What a time. But days. Cannot, cannot stress that a little bit at the end there. Thank you guys for listening. What a phenomenal time. If you guys, you know, enjoyed it, let us know. Five-star review. Leave a, leave a comment. Like our stuff on Instagram. Everything. Reach out to us. What a wild time that was. I mean, it was a total f- full roller coaster. We had every ebb and flow to like the casual conversation to deep intellectual thoughts. It was phenomenal. I loved it. Absolutely. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on the episode. Hit us up at underscore the back pocket on Twitter, the back pocket podcast on Instagram. Let's collaborate together. We want to bring value to you guys, the listeners, the marketing interns. Get after it. Take care. We will see you next week. Season 2, episode 36. With Social Butterfly. Butterfly. Take care. Take care.